you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck. All right, so we have a week of free agency under our belt now. The draft looms, and uh, in just a bit, to let you know where we're going today, we're going to be visited by uh, a great cornerback for many moons now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor, and a delight to speak with as well, and we have some experience with that. Real quick, let's say hello to my main man, seated to my immediate right, from NFL.com and NFL Network, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. You're very colorful today. I like that. you got the Thank pink you. and blue stripes and the matching uh, checkered shirt. Very nice. And Thank seated you. directly across from us right now, a real draft guru played his college ball at UNC, went and played for, I, I think, about eight NFL teams, <laughs> something like that, and scouted for about that many. One of our favorites to kibitz with here at uh, NFL Media, it's Bucky Brooks. What's the poop with you, fella? Uh, what's going on, guys? Well, I know it's your busy season. It's sort of like tax season you know, for, for an accountant. <laughs> trying this is trying to get it all in. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you this, for everybody who is uh, fascinated by the draft, and I think most – Probably about 25 years or so ago. Whereas free agency now, I feel like people really get into it, and that's a sort of a, a phenomenon that's emerged in the last five years. Draft wonks, draft wonkery really emerged about a quarter century ago. And if you're one of those, then you absolutely want to follow uh, Bucky Brooks at Bucky Brooks on the Twitter because he's uh, tweeting all the time all his thoughts. And, uh, of course, at NFL.com, you can track down his work and his mock drafts and his reviews of so on and so forth. Anywho, Buck, I want to give you a chance to talk 
Let's go to the hot button issue in uh, with with the draft right now. Teddy Bridgewater on Monday has his pro day, and I guess it depends who you talk to. But if you listen to what Mike Mayock says, he basically is saying, "Boy, he stunk to join up." What do you think? What happens to De- Teddy Bridgewater as a result of this? Speak on it. I mean, I think you have to understand uh, to keep the workout in context. A pro day workout is really designed to take a close, hard look at a player, you know, because at the combine, it's a real controlled environment. You're not able to really put them through the battery drills that you may want to do as a team. And so the pro day gives you that opportunity. The problem is now with quarterbacks, everyone has a quarterback guru or private coach, someone who scripts the workout, which is designed to really put them in their best light. The problem with Teddy Bridgewater's workout is most people ace the test when it's done by their private guy. He didn't really look good. He didn't look good. He was inaccurate. He struggled with some of the throws, things that you saw from him at his pro day you hadn't seen from him on tape. And so now it just leads you to take a pause and really go back to the tape and wonder, is he as good as we thought he was, or is this kind of the sign of something that we didn't uncover when we watched the tape the first time? It is a weird thing because, like you say, they script it out essentially. They know exactly where the player knows where they're going, and they have it uh, basically coordinated, choreographed sort of workout. It's almost like a supermodel giving you a headshot of a bad picture of her. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's uh, like, what, what, what are you supposed to make of this? <laughs> But doesn't his body of work at Louisville way outweigh the pro day? I think what happens in the mistakes that are made on draft day typically occur during this time of year when you're in the evaluation season watching them work out in shorts and T-shirts because you you become – kind of enamored with what it looks like. And if a player looks the part, does it feel like he's going to be a player? And you're really far removed from the last time you saw them don the pads and really play football. And so for Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is probably not the best or the the, the guy with the most gifted arm. He's not an A-plus arm talent. But what Teddy Bridgewater is is a very, very good football player, and he does it with his mind over everything. He's a guy that really understands how to win the pre-snap process in terms of breaking out coverage hmm. and doing all those things. And so I've likened him to when I evaluated Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith coming out of college. I gave him a similar grade, which was pr- pretty much a bottom of the first-round grade. Now, they didn't go in those respective areas, but that's how you see them. You see them as guys that are developing the solid pros and in the right system they can lead you to greatness and I think Teddy Bridgewater is that guy surrounded by the right team he's going to be an outstanding player at the next level I've read a fair amount and talked with you uh, even more about these quarterbacks Johnny Football and the late emergence of Blake Bortles McCarron and Carr so if you're I'm, and the other thing is a recurring theme for me is that I at this point you don't need an elite QB. You don't need one of the top 6 QBs to win a Super Bowl witness the last 3 Super Bowl champions who they had under center. So if you're say the Texans or the Jags or the Browns, especially the Browns who have that late first round pick and then of course the other guys will come back at the top of the uh, the second round, would you be inclined then to go because I know you you also feel about this collection of QBs. None of them really is is worthy if you're doing it just based on best player available. You wouldn't put any of these guys in the top five or six. So are you saying go Clowney, go Mac, go Watkins, and then wait on a QB? I mean, I think so. I think you you can never go wrong when you take like really good players. And so at the top of the board, there are a ton of guys that are really good. Jadavian Clowney, uh, Anthony. Barr, Do it in order. Kendall. Do it in best regardless of position. Best player available. That's that, the old Pittsburgh Steelers way of doing things. That's the way everyone should do it. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, to me, is the best player available. Hmm. Uh, after Jadavian Clowney, 
you can go either Greg Robinson or Jake Matthews. Um, I would put Sammy Watkins in that mix. I think if I'm going to put Khalil Mack in, I would put him in at five. I think Anthony Barr would be right after him uh, because I'm probably the dissenting voice on Khalil Mack and what he will be as a pro as opposed to what some others in the building and outside the building think. Why? So people are down. I haven't heard a lot of uh, too many no. strong negative opinions on Khalil Mack. I know, and I'm saying I may have the negative Oh, opinion. you have the negative one. Probably so. I'm, I, I just think, like, you have to evaluate it. Like, I have a thing with small school guys. Like, I've, I was always hmm. taught, like, there's a difference in playing at a small school than a bigger school because – the bright, you know, the bright lights, the big stage, it matters. The level of competition matters. And so I understand that Khalil Mack played at the Mac, was a dominant player in the Mac. I hope and, uh, Ike Taylor, when he walks in here, doesn't hear you oh, talking that him. talk. Tell, he won't like that. No, but, but there's a difference, and it takes a bit of a transition. Look at the struggles that Eric I Fisher had you. being a dominant player in the Mac, and he kind of struggled as the number one pick playing right tackle for Kansas City. Sometimes those stage, that stage can be a little too hot, too bright for them. So I worry about Khalil Mack in that regard. And also when I watch him, he strikes me as more of a complimentary player than a dominant player. So if I was thinking of the San Francisco 49ers, he reminds me more of Ahmad Brooks rather than Alden Smith. Hmm. You don't go into the game saying, oh, my God, we got to stop Ahmad Brooks. No, it's about Alden Smith. But Ahmad Brooks is capable of making plays. I believe Khalil Mack is that kind of player, not necessarily a guy that really sets the table. I feel I'm with you on that, too. And when you look at a guy like Anthony Barr, who went out at the combine, did just 14 reps, on the bench press, which is, to me, kind of ridiculous for a guy who wants to play professional football. But he did so well in his pro day. If you're a team, do you use the pro day as kind of like, well, we already kind of like this guy. Like, oh, yeah, he backed it up. Or do you look, if you don't like him, do you look at the combine and say, see, look, this is why we shouldn't draft him? Well, you know, I think all of those things, like the basis of your opinion evaluation should be done off the tape. When you're looking at guys at, at pro day workouts, you're going there with specific questions that you want to have answered. So for an Anthony Barr, I would want to see, can he drop? What does he look like as an athlete in terms of changing direction? If I'm thinking about bringing him in as a 3-4 outside linebacker, can I put him in space and feel comfortable about doing that? It's interesting that you bring Anthony Barr up because in that same situation, when I talk about Khalil Mack reminding yeah. me of Ahmad Brooks, I think Anthony Barr could be more of the Alden Smith role. Right. And so a lot of times yeah. these guys are always – He physically cuts that figure, well, that real long they're, they're always They're always compared to each other, but I believe mm -hmm. Anthony Barr is a more natural and explosive – pass rusher and so I believe he's a guy that will give you double digit sacks and so every t a lot of people like to compare these guys like they're one and the same but I don't see them saying I see them as having two distinct different paths for how for playing the game and it's funny I did uh, we I had this blog scouts take blog we did a kind of a man versus machine with analytics and when you look at the analytics spit out for Anthony Barr they're completely different they compared him to a DeMarcus Ware whereas with Khalil Mack, you had names like uh, A.J. Hawk and Aaron Curry and Sean Weatherspoon, who are more complimentary-type players as opposed to franchise-type dominant edge players off the edge. I like I, that Bucky's coming in and taking shots at all of our favorite guests. A.J. Hawk, <laughs> Ike Taylor just a moment ago. Anybody else? You want to say something bad about Ross Tucker? Go ahead. Hey. Oh, Ross Tucker. You don't no, like I'm him playing, either? I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Boy, he was awful. Um, 
Hey, Buck, you're a UNC guy, of course, and um, the guy who lately, you'll be pleased to, to learn that I've been breaking down the film of late, and a late riser for Damashek on the board, Eric Ebron. I like this guy. Where does he rank if you erase wide receiver or tight end and you just look at them as pass catchers? Especially, I'm surprised that maybe maybe the personnel guys aren't looking at it this way around the NFL, but you almost would think that they would be informed by what Jimmy Graham has done and some of these other more athletic tight ends have done over the last couple of years and say, who cares what you call him? He's a We can line him up and he's a, a matchup nightmare, as they say. Isn't Eric Ebron, where's he rank compared to Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, the guys that are getting a lot of heat right now from wide receiver? He's right in the middle of that pack. I think you, you would take a Sammy Watkins and Mike Evans over top of him. When you get to the Marquise Lee, Odell Beckhams, and those guys, he probably ranks ahead of them. Uh, Eric Ebron is a special talent. Uh, I know there have been a lot of comparisons to Vernon Davis in terms of the way he can impact the that's, game. You know, it's so funny you say that's exactly because I've been watching him now, and that's who he reminds me of, body type. and Body type, like great body type. He, he really is built like and runs like a wide receiver. And he's sm- that's right. Serve. He's smooth. He, he's got the uh, loose smooth. hips, as they say, right? <laughs> that, I mean, he's very fluid in his route running ability. He catches the ball really well, has great uh, leaping ability. He's really tough to match up. He's what we call a move tight end in the pros, a guy that you want to put in motion, a guy that you displace out wide, a guy that you really move around the field to create the mismatches that you want in the passing game. I think he can be a dominant playmaker for somebody in the middle of the field. It just depends on is your offensive coordinator creative enough to maximize the talent that he brings to the field. Um, Just a couple things real quick before uh, Ike Taylor comes in here. I, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't put out what ha- point out what happened last weekend. You know, there's a new couple teams in the ACC. Really, what's college the, hoops? There's a the, team really? called Syracuse that was really good. No, no, and no, then no, there's they another faded, team. They faded fast. Yeah, they, they did. Fast. They did. And then there's another team called Pitt, and then they handed it to the Tar Heels on Saturday in the ACC tournament. They, they did win on What'd Saturday. What do you think of that? However, they got beat by the Tar Heels early. They won at an opportune time. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is the Big East discovered how tough the ACC was how deep and talented the ACC was, which is why Syracuse lost six of their last eight, why Pittsburgh really struggled. I think they finally got double-digit wins in the regular season, but it's it's just a really difficult basketball conference for them. It's very good, but the bill, let's be honest, the greatest, and I just watched that documentary, by the way. That was outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't want to nitpick, but shouldn't they have called it instead of Requiem for the Big East? Shouldn't have been called Requiem for a Heavyweight Conference, (laughs) referencing the old movie, the Requiem for a Heavyweight. I thought that would be more clever. Last thing, because we got to ask this of of a draft guru. If you're the Houston Texans at one, what do you do? Jadavian Clowney. No question about take, that. Take Jadavian Clowney because now I can put Jadavian Clowney beside J.J. Watt and Whitney Merculus. I now have three young defenders that can grow together. And we've seen the model. Yikes, I know, about, right. You talk about the Seattle Seahawks being able to get in. A lot of the credit goes to the Legion of Boom. But it's that pass rush. Sure. Their ability to run, to rush only four and drop seven gives them such an advantage. And so within the Houston, Texas, if you think about playing defense first, that's the way you become relevant again in the National Football League because all the top defenses were the ones that were in the playoffs. You know, it's crazy. I saw Charles Davis also of uh, at NFL.com has his latest mock draft out today, Tuesday, and he has Aaron Donald going, the pit kid going to Seattle at 32. Plus, there's the buzz about Jared Allen going to the Seahawks. I'm Imagine if they did that. If they reloaded like that on that defensive line, yeesh. Um, 
But what do you think then about if you're the Texans, do you go and try and get Mike Vick to come down there and take the thing over? Not, not, or A.J. McCarron? Because who's going to be their QB if they don't get one? That's the issue. Is what, Fine, so you get Clowney, but really, what are they going to do? If that Case Keenum for 2014, that sounds so uninspired, it's downright depressing. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think they still have a lot of options. I know Matt Schaub has a huge uh, base salary. I think it's $10 million, so he'll probably be jettisoned. But I can envision a scenario where you take Jadavian Clowney, you come back at the top of the second round, and you find a quarterback that kind of fits what you're looking for based on how i see bill o'brien and what the success he had at not only penn state but at new england i think zach mettenberger could be a guy that would serve ah. a big strong arm guy i know he has the knee injury but depending on where he is in the, pro- the process i think he could be someone that they find fascinating because he has all the tools he has the big body the size that you're looking for and he played in a pro style system on the cam camera i'm telling you because i you and i talked about him a fair amount last fall i think mccarran i like mccarran if a lot. he's there at the top of two and you get clowny then that's a, that seems just about ideal to me and not also, spectacular and also but the, the pieces are in place right. around him because he's always played in a talented system in terms of being a point guard at alabama he didn't necessarily have to always put it on his shoulder so he understands i have andre johnson i have new hopkins i have Aaron Foster behind me. I got sure. a talented defense. All I have to do is make sure I distribute, play point guard, don't turn it over, don't give the other team extra opportunities, and we'll get more than our fair share of games. All right, Bucky Brooks, at Bucky Brooks. Follow him on Twitter. Also look him up on NFL.com. All sorts of draft analysis with him, with Charles Davis, with Daniel Jeremiah, so on and so forth, the College Football 24-7 podcast, keeping you up to speed on what's going (laughs) down here as we approach the draft in, what, six weeks or so already. It's coming up here fast. Um, And good luck to your Tar Heels. Who do they got in the first round? Did they get in the Providence, tournament? Come on. They got in? Talking about? Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad that they snuck in. We're going to run to the four. It's set up for us <laughs> to go to run, the four. Oh, run to the four. <laughs> Bucky, before you go, real quick, the question of the month right now uh-huh. here on the show and in, in the universe mm. is best Girl Scout cookie, Samoa or Thin Mint? I think I would go with the Thin Mints. Good for you, Bucky. A really, man really, of simple elegance. I'm not really big with the coconuts. Good for you. Stuff. It's too. That's for kids. This is for the children. This is for the men. You understand? <laughs> it's for the Jesus, grown-ups. Please. All right. Be gone, Bucky. See, Bucky Brooks knows what I know, that the Girl Scout cookie Samoas are for children, and the Thin Mints are for the elegant debonair types like Bucky and myself. All right, he's gone. And look who walks in through 66, the revolving door. Before Ike uh, Taylor walks in here, here he is all the way from England. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. And given that there's a box of Samoas, this child would like one right now. Am I allowed one black tie? Go ahead. Dig no, in. these are for uh, when we have guests and they need to chime in. They need to pick a side. <laughs> team <laughs> Thin Mints well, or Team Samoas. Well, that's good because I won guest. guest of the year 2013 well, Hank, in the, the Shaggies. Because you were friends. Go ahead. You can have Thank one. you very much. Also, because you ate With five of my Samoas. That is true. That last, is true. This time last week. Hey, since last I was here, have we somehow transitioned into Bizarro World? Because suddenly, Black Tie is doing stuff to produce. 
in uh, fact. Really? He brought cookies in. He brought oh, in Girl Scout cookies. This is unprecedented pr- for him. But, but let's, let's be honest. There what's, is, his, what's his angle? There's some I, payoff. I don't know. There's something suspicious <laughs> is he, going on Is here. he trying to look you know, more attractive to the ATL podcast? Mm. It <laughs> is free agency, after it all. It is free agency. I'm keeping yeah. my eye on Black I'll tell you what, those Samoas are delicious. He's up to Adam, something. Adam, have one. Go on. You can oh, no, afford to right now. No, no, no. I'm good. Thank you. Old rank, maybe. New yeah. rank, no chance. He's under 70 pounds at this point. I'm sure you could have one. <laughs> Handsome. While we wait for Ike to come in here, will you Waiting or have you Ike. ever mm-hmm. filled out a bracket, a college basketball I bracket? I where to begin. I, we are doing a bracket on NFL.com, though. Thank you. What a wonderful segue. Oh, see? Um, fans on NFL.com will be able to vote for the greatest quarterback of all time. We divided them up into um, four eras, or eras, if mm-hmm. you want to speak English. And, Eras um, is what you say. Era, yes. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. You guys say era, which is, I an, know that, well, that's which is an era. Um, we divided <laughs> them up into four brackets. Right now, players who are playing right now, the Generation X, the MTV Generation, and the Baby Boomers. And we, over the next few weeks, we're going to give you, the fan, a chance to, um, to vote for the greatest quarterback of all time. It's exciting. That is good. And so when's it kick off? It's going to start Thursday. This th- so this in Thursday, a couple March days. March twentieth. Perfect. We're, yeah, we're makes playing sense. along with the with uh, with with the tournament. Everybody does one. Everybody's got one of these things. About what was it? About eight years ago, I did the quintessential one. Mm-hmm. All others uh, pale in comparison. I did one. I did the greatest movie villains of all time. Tournament of sixty four. And the the nice little wrinkle was we actually did some play by play for each fight. Right. So in in the theater of your mind, you could uh, you, could, you imagine could imagine Magneto versus uh, you know Johnny from Karate Kid. Winner. Well, I, I it was Darth Vader won. Right. And if I remember correctly, I'm trying to think of who the final four was. Johnny from Karate Kid was the big underdog. You right. know, he's a, a teenager who yeah, does yeah. karate and not all that well. How's he going to go? Not well Darth enough to Vader. beat the septuagenarian uh, Mr. Miyagi at karate, right. apparently, even with the help of his friends. And yet, things just broke right. That's how those tournaments sometimes go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he made it all the way to the final four. I think Vader killed him. And, <laughs> and these were fights yeah, to the of death, course. of course. And um, I think Predator made it. I'm pretty yep. sure Predator got there. I can't remember who the so fourth. final like Vader Predator. That would be pretty. You that put, would be a solid I think it was final. Vader. I think it was Vader v Johnny. Right, is was the final. And Vader dispatch him. I mean, what do you, <laughs> the thing with Vader is, I love when people want to have this mm. argument with me about who the who would win among super villain. I mean, who would win if all the villains had a fight? Well, Darth Vader would. Of course, he would. Yeah, he he, he doesn't need to come within twenty Vader, feet of you. To, Vader could be preparing his soup for lunch, and as you know, Vader that's exactly only eats right. Soup because how else would he be able to eat? Oh, I didn't. I never really thought about yeah, he, what he drinks soup through a straw through those uh, the grill. Is that right? Yeah, true. Deleted and, um, scene. Deleted scene, and then he would be able to strangle you while he was preparing a you know leak, right. leaking potato soup. I find your lack of faith in the force disturbing. Yeah, yeah he could just choke you from twenty really? feet away. What are you going to do? Yeah, Darth Sidious does not beat him. The guy who is basically controlling Darth Vader. Listen, that Sidious character, I, first of all, I am on the fence a decade removed now. You know, just as I do with Raiders of the Lost, I mean, with uh, Indiana Jones, the fourth one, I choose to pretend it doesn't really exist, you know. Similarly, I'm starting to think the same way about those prequels, those three movies. Okay. Do we have to he's, acknowledge their existence? He's still in, in uh, six. Yeah, I guess he is. You're right he's about the that. Main guy. He's the main bad guy throughout the whole course of those movies. Your faith in your friends is your weakness. 
That guy, yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're, well, but listen. Fact is, Yoda... A, sp- a young and spry Yoda almost beat him. Enough of this, because well, no. look who it is, everybody, walking into 66 as we speak. Oh. And I'll, I didn't even, we didn't even wait to be offered him. That's how comfortable he is here in Studio 66, probably because he wears black and gold, just like the man who the studio is named after, Mario Lemieux, number 66. Here he is, another Pittsburgh sports legend, everybody. Number 24, he's going to retire in the black and gold, and I couldn't be more pleased about it. Here he is, Ike Taylor. What's the poop, fella? Man, the poop is these Samoan cookies. Yeah. No, 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 there you no, go. no, no. That, well, listen, you and I you, wait, maybe you, park our cars in the same garage because I consider them poop. Here's the bet. Well, I, I think you've just made your vote by going straight for the Samoas yeah. and skipping over but the thing. that box thinness. was open. Maybe he's, maybe he's too polite but to open It's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. No, favorite, no, sure. no, no. That's a wrong choice, Ike Taylor. Don't we all make the wrong choice sometimes? I guess so. Sure. Hey, is your given name Ike or Isaac? Ivan. Ivan. I should know that as a longtime Steeler guy. Ivan. Kind of. Ivan, yeah. Mm. I like the name Ike. I think that was, were you Ike from a, from a very family, young age? Yeah. That's a cool Call name for Ike. a little kid, I think. And then also it makes you rugged, you know, it's like a hard name, you know? <laughs> do you agree? A little bit. Hey, how do you feel about now that it's all done with, you're back with the Steelers? Is this, I mean, you know, from a human element, you know, maybe if you had said, I'm going out onto the open market and see, and maybe make an extra million, which ain't jive. I know that the common man says, like, what do the, what do these guys need an extra million for? Right. But how does that play in your brain? Because I'm sure you have a lot of money, but does that like man? Listen, two million dollars is two million dollars versus you know the loyalty and I want to retire where I started. All that we're talking about two million dollars in the state of California, New York, or two million dollars in the state <laughs> of Florida or Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Paycheck is totally different. Yeah, that's it, fair. Yeah. yeah, when it comes down to taxes and cost of living. It can get very expensive. Now, the weather every day, 78, between 70, 78 degrees, you can't beat this. Yeah. You wake up smiling, you go to sleep smiling. If you live in Pittsburgh, man, it's 28, (laughs) 25 right now. I know, but let's not... What about earthquakes, guys? Well, that's what I was going to ask, Black crying out loud. That's my question. When have you even experienced an earthquake in the last 15 years? Well, a couple days ago. No, that bear... 4.4, that doesn't even count. It felt like... They downgraded it. To 4.4? Emmanuel Sanders was running the Richter scale. No, 4.7 was my 40 time. That's uh, You're getting 4.4 and 4.7 confused. If it's below a 6, it doesn't count. Stop um, talking about it. All right. Well, no. I want to talk about it because, <clears throat> listen. What's up? Swagger. Can I call you Swagger? Call me whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me Collect. All right. Now listen. <laughs> now listen to me. I want to talk about. I'm saying that right now. That's a drop. That's going to be stored and saved as a drop. All right. That's we'll awesome. look forward to a black tie. Now, in the meantime, so Sunday is, to me, quintessential Southern California day. I took my kids to Santa Monica. We went. They frolicked in the sea in March. And I tried to explain to them. They're five and seven. Jean-Claude Van Damashek and his sister, Oprah. I said to them, you guys can't fathom what's going on because everywhere else in the country, it's snowy and cold and you're playing in the ocean. They didn't care because they wanted to keep frolicking. Then we went and rode a roller coaster at the Santa Monica Pier. It was, you know, it was delightful. And then the night is punctuated by an earthquake. Where were you? You, Did it wake you up? Because you're out here for the week. It's Steeler Week, I should point out. It's Dynasty Month on NFL Network. And Swagga is here to represent the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was earthquaking at the time doing an earthquake. Oh, oh. my. Is that? 
<laughs> Swagger just broke yeah. out a little boogie from his seat there. That was pretty good. Yeah. You So do you know how to shimmy then? Man, I shimmy and I shimmy. That earthquake threw off my rhythm, though. I had to get my rhythm back. <laughs> At six in the morning. That's what a had, man like you does. I had to get my rhythm back. Threw off I got my you. rhythm. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So, yeah. So Did the earth move for you? I mean, you, you presumably you were asked that question. <laughs> no, I, I moved the earth. Swagger, I want to know about this. Don't now, I know you've me. only been with the Steelers, but you played under Bill Cowher, and now Correct. you play under Mike Tomlin. You've been around. You've been to Pro Bowls. You've met some other coaches. I'm interested, again, from the human side of things, who, in your estimation, at least of the guys you've met, who's the coolest coach, the head coach, most fun to be around and all that? Coach T. Is, I mean, I get coach, the sense. Yeah, I, I haven't heard many bad yeah. things about the guy. but Coach Coach Tomlin, hands down. He's a player's coach. He's funny? He's a player's coach, hands down. He caters to his players. And as a coach, that's rare. Usually coaches are like drill sergeants. Mm-hmm. But Coach T, what do y'all need? Who would be the other guys? Rex Ryan, I assume, would be in the mix for that? Coach LeBeau is the ultimate player's coach. You guys, coach. man, you Steelers all himself i mean i don't know that there's anybody more revered by his players than dick lebeau the longtime defensive coordinator man we call him jesus walking on earth because hmm. he's that calm and that smooth well what do they so all right but dick lebeau's system though does well listen i thought you guys i mean obviously six and two in the second half of the season rounding into shape all of a sudden though here come the browns looking pretty good after all that mess right. were you amused by that by the way do you go like see no matter how bad it gets for us at least the browns are always there they're worse than us no we feel like man ain't nobody beating the stiller but a stiller so the games we do lose we feel like we beat ourselves mm-hmm. the games we win we feel like well we're supposed to win did you though so so now the browns look like they're getting better at least correct the Bengals, I mean, listen, facts are facts. They rule the division right now. And then the Ravens are good now with Steve Smith. Are you interested in locking up with Steve Smith now going into 2014? A healthy Steve Smith is hell. So people ask me all the time who is probably the toughest receiver to go against. And I tell them since I've been starting, Steve Smith, hands down. Really? Because you told us, I guess it was um, last August, you told us that uh, one-on-one, you wouldn't take anybody over Antonio Brown. No, no, no. And I listen, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, just right. like Jerry Orr back at the end of Dirty Dancing. Right. As I'm sure you remember. Okay. The, uh, you know, so I was wrong about this. I, I scoffed when you said Antonio Brown is the best one on one. I scoffed I at playing? you. I thought you were doing some team uh, loyalty nah, jazz, you know? That's for real. Well, I mean, listen, hard to argue with the way things went, yeah, though. Yeah, he, he's for real. He's the real deal. Let's go through that then. Let's get your list. It's a good thing to do. People like listening to these sorts of things. Okay. Best receiver, period. Antonio Brown. The best. Come on. You don't think Antonio Brown's the best, period. The best all-around receiver? If you could draft right now, the Steelers are starting from scratch for 2014. You need a wide receiver. Your pick is Antonio Brown over Calvin Johnson? My pick is Antonio Brown. All right. I'm not going to – I don't want to, you know – get into the back and forth with you about I just am surprised because yeah, I would think everybody would say him I'm Calvin Antonio Johnson Brown over Calvin. I mean I play I play a and Calvin is a monster yeah he is a different breed okay so Brown one I'm gonna get Brown one I'm gonna get AJ Green AJ Green too over Calvin Johnson I'm gonna get AJ Green you saw Calvin Johnson too in that uh, in that Johnson snowy weird game 
Um, oh, I'm yeah, gonna go, that's I'm right. I'm going to go Calvin for three. Calvin three. All right. I'm going to go Calvin for three. What about, what about that crazy uh, – it was like a phenom out of nowhere. Josh Gordon suddenly emerged in that three-game stretch, one of which was against you guys. No, nah, I mean, I need consistency. I you need to see Yeah, that. I can't. I can't go off for one year. All right. Well, th- speaking of consistency, and by the way, you mentioned AJ Green, right? At number two, right? And I want, and then you have Steve Smith to worry about. I wanted to help get you ready. I think we need to start a new little project here. Last week we had Nate Burleson okay. in, in here in '66, and we asked him if he had a talent, and it turned out he knows how to rap, and he right. did it pretty well. Matter of fact, here, take a listen. Yeah, I'm in the mix. I'm doing my thing in Studio 66 on the L.A., but I'm a West Coast boy. I got a nice orange little toy. See, that's just a little tidbit. Sounded all right, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now, you, you don't know. He's a free agent. He could wind up in the locker room with you. And then what? And what's your point? Well, then I'm going to have to uh, I point out to him that Swagger was in here and was not his jaw didn't hit the floor in amazement at uh, his rapping skills. Carry on. <laughs> All right. So I, so, so I was talking to Black Tie. Right. And I said, you know, this is interesting because a lot of NFL players obviously are good at stuff other than just football. And Black Tie said, you know what? Let's make it a public service or at least a player service. Instead of just you exhibiting it, let's see where you stand. It's sort of an off-season regimen. Uh, and, and I think what we should do is to help get you ready is little competition. That's what you need. Because, you know, the Steelers 2-6 and six last year, you didn't hit the ground running. Right, right. Maybe that Correct. was the problem. Now, if, I, if you take on Damashek in some sort of skill competition – then you'll be right when the season kicks off. You understand? I'm trying. Okay. Here's what we'll do. I want to. We're going to do a uh, an athletic skill. What has Black Tide decided for us today? I would love for you guys to uh, take part in a little free throw contest. That's all it is. Oh, that's no not dribbling. good for Swagger though, because I'm really good. I'm a very good shooter. I, he, that he'll lose that. I don't want that. For I him. you go and take that from Dave. In a free throw contest? Yeah, he's just trying to psych himself up. And he's trying to use reverse psychology. <laughs> no, no, so no. So you're really good at free throws? I'm, well, listen. I'm not that good at free throws. Really? Yeah. You ever play any basketball? I went to college for basketball. Did you really? <laughs> I should know a lot more about Swagger. You don't right. know his name? You don't know Jeez. Jeez. I'm Listen, right? I'm red Research. in the face. Right? I'm, I'm red in the face about it. Right. Um, you don't all right, care. So, so I know that he's once wanted to wear a kilt. I don't know if you've ever fulfilled that. No, I haven't, but I will, though. You will, okay. I will. I should have wore it yesterday, right? Right? That's exactly the perfect time I to have that happen. I should have wore it yesterday. Swagger, before we, I, wanted, I really do want to shoot studio. free throws. Do you think they'll allow me to wear it on the studio, yes. a kilt? Yeah. Ooh, oh, of course. Oh, it That's has a great... so much feedback. Don't worry about it. No, so what? So you're a day late. November, so what? No one cares. November 30th is St. Andrew's everything. Day. Yeah, I hear you, Dang. but you could get away. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if you Dang, do it a day after St. Patrick's Day. Nah. Just say you went out after the no, show on Saint Monday and never went to bed. Time. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It would have been the better. perfect time to do it. Yep. All right, we'll do it uh, in 2015. Let's put it on the books right now. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll set it in stone. I'll put a call into the commish so nothing slips through the cracks, and then we'll do it in a year. Put a reminder like yeah. around March 1st. Swagger, before we do the free throws, I want to know about this. What do you think about this AFC? Do you sit back and at this stage in your career, let's say you have how many years do you figure to play? Yeah, about two or three. But two or three. Te- technically, this is my last year. It is technically by what do you mean by contract? contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you hope to play another couple. Only 
with Pittsburgh. I hear you. And by the way, we talked about it the last time you were in. There was a fair amount of buzz, whatever it was, maybe two, three months ago, about maybe you moving to safety. It seems like that's gone the way of the dodo bird, though, right? You're not doing that, or are you? Dirty rumor. It is. So there was was never any evidence to this. Are you hoping, would you like to see a kid like Darquez Denard come in from Michigan State? Are you aware of draft prospects? Do you care about such things? Yeah, me and Kevin Colbert, the GM. Yeah, I know Kevin Colbert. We yeah. talk all the time, and I feel like I'm his assistant GM. Is that right? Wow, no cool. No lie. That's something I would love to do um, after my career also. But, yeah, anybody who can come help us win, regardless on what position it is, I'm all for it. Well, what would you like to see the Steelers do in a an d- ideal world? lineman. That's what you think? Over, I see, you know who I think? We mm-hmm. were just talking with Bucky Brooks, the, mm-hmm. uh, the draft guru in here. I think the Steelers should take Eric Ebron. I like that big kid out of UNC. I like that tight end. Heath Miller, as good as he is, 11 years now, and a nice athletic, big right. body. You know Roethlisberger's always talking about he wants a nice long receiver like Plexico was in his it's, prime. Is deep enough in the draft to get a great receiver in the second and third round. So getting a receiver in the first round, I think, is a stretch. So what do you think? Who do What defensive lineman strikes your fancy? A D-tackle. I like the two defensive linemen from – from LSU. I like the two defense alignments from Notre Dame. I like the defense alignment from Florida State. So it's, it's How about Aaron Donald from uh, the guy who played in Heinz Field there? You impressed with him? Who? Aaron Donald, the tackle out of Pitt. He cool. He cool. He, he's going to be a, a outside linebacker slash DN. Oh, is that right? They're yeah. going to move him around like that? Yeah, depending on what kind of defense mm-hmm. he goes to. If he goes to a 4-3, he's going to be a DN. If he goes to a 3-4, he's going to be an outside linebacker. What uh, QB <clears throat> do you like the best? QB? Mm-hmm. I like my QB from UCF. UC- oh, uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah, he moves around really nice. Yeah, he's, he's sort of like... He's, I mean, this is it. Ben, I hate to say. I it. was just. I, I, it's right. a little easy to say that, but he I means a better running. Right. He's a yeah, better he, runner than correct. Roethlisberger ever was. Correct. But still, that kind Solid. of physical runner that guys can bounce off of Six, a little four, bit. Six four two thirty. What do you make about Johnny Football? What's going to be with him in the pros? You're going to get a, fi- a football player. Is that it, good? It's great because he's going to come into camp feeling, hey, I'm against all odds. A few teams pass me up. He's going to play. With the chip on his shoulder, like a Brett Favre, a young Brett Favre. I lo- well, but he's not big like Brett Favre. I feel like he's yes, got- he is. I've met Johnny a few times in person. He's bigger than what you think. Really, he, is. he yes. seems to me every time I see him, I always think he no, looks no. slight to me, like he's going to no, get no. broken in the NFL. He looks like uh, RG three a little bit, but shorter, like that that RG3 thin frame. Is a, is, is a big guy. Uh, he's taller than you yeah, expect. Well, but RG three not- is like two twenty five. Is that right? He's that big? Y- yes. Um. Swagger. So what? Te- let's last question. What Black Tie's trying to wa- wrap us up here? What do you want to do? Go shoot free throws here. So Ike, you guys ready to do it? Five yeah, free well, throws. I, I want to ask, but listen, we ha- we're talking to a Pittsburgh Steeler on Steeler Week, and he's one of the the um, yeah, but we have standing voices a, of the locker room. People understood, but we have him. we have a window to shoot this. I got you, but a lot of people like to. But Ike Taylor is a guy who they go to when they need some thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two straight eight and eight seasons. Correct. What do we think if the the Pittsburgh Steelers can win the 2014 AFC North if blank? And by blank, I mean you fill out the rest. If our defense can stop the run, if we can get back to the old Pittsburgh Steelers stopping the run defense, we'll put ourselves in position. 
That uh, was something because you guys for ten years were in a thing where you really no one ran against everybody was two dimensional against you. Correct. Well, one dimensional until the last two years they were able to run. Yeah. The ball on the and also big plays that was also a killer in big 2013. Plays was definitely a killer. Yeah, is on defense it, for sure. I listen. This is a, this is a touchy thing, and I hope you're all right with it. But Dick LeBeau, mm-hmm. as great as he is, mm-hmm. and has created a defense that everybody you know, so not just within Pittsburgh but around the NFL, people admire. Um, but is there so? Is there anything to? I know what you're going to say, but is there anything to when you see? The so-called elite QBs, Tom mm. Brady in particular, mm. he seems to know how to break it down by spreading you guys out. Is it mm. that simple? I mean, is it, what? Why is that not the solution? Hey, spread out the Steelers' defense, and they can't really uh, do what they want to do with the pass rush. What happened in New England? That was the first time in Steelers history that happened. Points and yards allowed from a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So that's what I'm saying. Like. We're getting so caught up in what we need to draft, but when you're building a house, you build your house from the ground up, not from the roof down. So it starts up front. We were at our best when we had a Casey Hampton, Aaron Smith, mm-hmm. Brett Kiesel, Chris Hokey, Travis Kersky. I'm naming guys you don't even know. Like it's, I don't, had, don't tell me I so, don't know. I so know. Listen, we had depth at the D-line. So you sit back and you look at Seattle. They have depth at mm-hmm. the D-line. Yep. They rush folk. Them folk get tired, they bring in a whole nother folk. So you got technically two sets of starters on the D-line. It means a lot to the coordinator and to the defense. So now everybody gets to eat. What I mean by everybody gets to mm-hmm. eat, everybody is making plays from the linebackers to the secondary because the D-line is doing the dirty work. Is that the kid from uh, Notre Dame then? Is that the Knicks? Is that who you fancy then? You got a Put few him options. right on the nose. You got a few options. I know we're at our best. And just to clarify that Seattle was at their best when they had a fire D-line. And them boys got a D-line out this world. They got a rotating eight. Should the Steelers, last question, Black Ties rapping that wants us to go shoot free throws. And so do I. But I don't want to beat you, you understand. I want you to win, but I'm not going to let you win. Do you see the difference? I got something for that. Right. Now, I want to know, though, about uh, should the Steelers <clears throat> consider, given the pieces, should they consider going to 4-3? No. No. I mean, well, now there's not any depth on the D-line. Now what would you do? You'd have to have no, create you, an, Yeah, you can't go to a 4-3. A fair amount and, of buzz, and, though. And, every, and everybody is going to a 3-4 anyway. Like, everybody is getting out. Unless you have the Seattle Seahawks defensive line, mm-hmm. everybody's getting out, though. What do you think of uh, this buzz that James Harrison wants to come back to Pittsburgh? Is that a good idea or no? We started that buzz yesterday here. Yeah. Live. I think it's a great idea. You like this idea? Yes, I do. He'd bring a lot to, well, you know, somebody to back up he worlds. He'll bring what he bring. Yeah. All right. And and last question. I'm sorry. And then we will go shoot free throws. Jarvis Jones. Mm-hmm. Where is he now a year in? Because well, I talked to, I'll tell you this. <clears throat> Ryan Clark, who's one of our favorites here in 66, mm-hmm. comes through. He said uh, before the season, he said, I think he, he's not he's not big enough. And you could see that plainly with the naked eye. He just didn't seem like it filled out. Is he bigger now? Because that, is, is that the the problem for him? Or was that the issue with him, that he just wasn't strong enough for the NFL last year? He, he was probably our strongest outside linebacker last really? year. Really? Physically strongest? Physically. Really? Now, when you want to talk about going in the weight room and lifting weights, no. But when you want to talk about bringing a physical mentality on the field, Yes. Other That's than, how I do it. Other, other than Lawrence Timmons and Vince Williams, 
the first outside linebacker when it comes to physicality last year, I got to give it to Jarvis. Boy, Lawrence Timmons, one of the best. Who's the best defensive player you've ever played with? TP, TP3. I call him TP3 for the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Troy Palomalu. He's the best player, you, the best defensive player yeah, at least he, you've ever, you've ever be, seen or be played with. He does stuff on the field to be like, psh, holy moly. Yeah. That's like, a, he, he do stuff, and I get, I get so fired up, I start talking to the other team. Like, man, you know the kid is special. You know he talked to Jesus all the time. <laughs> you know he know the play. Is that weird when he's doing that? In, but when you're in the huddle, like, here's nobody. what we should do, nah. and then he's doing the uh, crossing himself yeah, that's stuff? That's one thing about Troy. He doesn't tell anybody. He just does it. But he does, though. He is. But you see him on camera all the time when you're watching on TV. He's always before and after every play. He crosses himself. He's a game. Yeah, that's what he do. He's yeah. a game changer. And that's all right? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Black Tie wants us to run out there and shoot Man, our free throws. And real quick, Handsome Hank and handsome Rank Hank. here. Any right. questions? Any que- I don't want to eat up uh, all the time. Anything you did you wanna... already, right? I did he eat did. up a lot. You did eat all the time. I, I can't help it. He wears a wanna, stealer. Wait, 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 I like you, to talk You've got to go out and shoot, shoot ball with him now. So, so we're done. Well, you can throw any questions I out. I want to know but... why you didn't go to another team and get a free dinner. Like, sure, when I, if I was a free agent, I'd be like, I'm going to go to three cities. I'm going to get wooed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You take me out for dinner, then I'm going back to Pittsburgh and signing. That's a good idea. It's, it's the principle, really? and and the principle was me going somewhere else didn't make sense. Right. Uh, it's rare for a guy to stay with one team for twelve years. Then I, you should have got each AFC North team to take you out for dinner, and then you go right. Then you know ya, where their heads are. Year. And yeah. or you go to New Orleans, you eat, mm-hmm. you, you feast for forty eight hours, and you say, oh, you know what? It's not going to work out, Saints. So yeah, that's what Pittsburgh. that's what I would have done. I would have gone into. Cincinnati have been like, seriously, what do you guys think of Andy Dalton? It's, it's like, <laughs> and then come back, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, they don't like him. It's like flying on a jet for the past 15 years, and all of a sudden you just got to go coach for the next five. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at the organization. I, listen, I do, obviously you're preaching to the choir when you're talking to me, but does that to that point, the, the, like, to what Rank says there, it, does that ever happen? If you went on free agent visits with, say, the Ravens, would Ozzie Newsom or anybody be like, Listen, we really need help. I mean, nobody knows this, but we have a problem with our secondary, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Would they concede that to you? And then you could use it against them. You could go back. Hey, guess what, Kevin Colbert? The Ravens are looking at blank, and we better do something about that. I don't know because I was never in that situation. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, I'm talking to the only guy who hasn't been in that situation. (laughs) All right, listen. Ike Taylor, the time for talk is through. The time for action has arrived. Let's get it cracking. You ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. All right. I want you to know I'm rooting for you. Okay. All right? I want you to know you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> I don't know like that. There's no reason for that kind of talk at all. But listen, everybody <laughs> laughed when you said it, so congratulations for that. That's your, your final victory I don't of like the day. to my own horn, but toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> You and Rank, but you guys both like using that. Oh, right? yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fist bump. Rank the tank. Yeah. <laughs> Rank the tank. Handsome Hank. Good. Swagger and Damashek, we're going to go outside. We're going to shoot from shoot some free throws, and we'll shoot a video of it so that we have a uh, visual record of this. Boy, I, I really am hoping you don't lose because that would be bad. They'd Let's be go like, do it, guys. Let's you go lost do it. Let's to go that do it. big nose belly. Now, how'd He's you already... lose to that one? All right, so we'll wrap it here, but we'll be back with another episode for you later in the week. We have much free agency to update you on. We have uh, obviously the draft gets what you closer. Sitting on, cl- Damashek. What you sitting on? What do you mean, what am I sitting on? What oh. that is you sitting on? You think, I, well, I'll tell you. 
Here's what I did. Do you, do you, this gives me no pleasure to do it. This is a great sacrifice. I feel like I have the Cincinnati Bengals jersey, number 18, as you right, can right. see, A.J. Green. I'm going to wear it because, again, playing into what I said earlier, I want you to consider this a workout, you know, an off-season workout to get your head right. Do you think hey, I want to wear next, this hideous jersey? Let's go, man. I don't want to wear this hideous jersey, but I'm going to do it for you, Ike Taylor. All right, we'll be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.